graduation in mass communication and journalism. She went to pursue her passion for writing by working with numerous web magazines and online content services. She published her first love story in an anthology called Love Bites when she was 20 years old under the pen name Miranda Gray. She later went on to publish six other stories in various other anthologies. With each other story, she tried out different journals, but she loves writing psychological crime thrillers and coming off age dramas the best. Slowly, she ventured into book editing and worked with various authors as well as publishing companies as a freelancer editing about seven books until now. She also worked as an IGSC English teacher with Manhattan International School. She is the founder of a writing community called Between the Lines through which she conducted various workshops on writing, fiction and poetry as well as acting. She is now goes by the pen name Akira and is working on her on her first full-fledged novel as well as a poetry collection. She is a human book in Human Library Hyderabad and Vishakhapatnam chapters where she talks about living with borderline personality disorder and a chronic autoimmune disease. That's wonderful. That's, I mean, she is having quite a quite a huge uh, experience in writing and talking, and I am sure uh, our today's talk is going to be very very interesting because uh, someone who is in different uh, fields like writing or uh, speaking out, like human library, she is a part of human library. I'm sure she's going to have a lot of stories to share with us. And yeah, so coming to borderline personality disorder, um, most of, mostly I feel that this is people, people usually think that it is something which is uncontrollable and it, it is a, a vulnerability to have. But I'm, I'm sure Harika is going to uh, take us through a very different perspective of what borderline personality disorder is and how people can actually change their perspectives on viewing it. So let us have a, a small commercial break for uh, two seconds, then we'll be back, right back, yeah. There's a place in your heart and I know that it is love brighter than tomorrow and if you really try you'll find there's no need to cry Better place for you and for me and the entire 
So yeah, we're right back with Harika. Uh, so welcome Harika, welcome to our show. Thank you. We are very excited and we are very pleased to have you here because um, we were just discussing Mohit and me that borderline personality disorder or sometimes referred as bipolar disorder. Uh, actually, it is, uh, that is one of the things. It is often confused with bipolar, but borderline personality is completely different from bipolar disorder. Okay. Yeah. That's a new thing now. That's a new thing we have known because we were thinking that bipolar disorder and borderline personality disorder are the same. So we were just discussing how uh, usually people misinterpret this as a vulnerability, like they can't control their emotions kind of stuff. So we are very excited to have you here and we are very, we are looking forward to know more about what it is. We have just gone through your introduction and yeah, it's quite intriguing to know that you've been writing books all this time and you've, you've been an editor, you've been a speaker in Human Library. That's really an inspiring um, bio. Yeah, so diving into the topic, um, so what do you think is borderline and how it is different from depression and bipolar? Because all these terms are very commonly used yeah. and often very confused yeah. as the same. Yeah. So how different are they and what is borderline personality disorder? Alright, so one, there's one of the major misconceptions that uh, borderline personality disorder uh, is often confused with bipolar disorder, but uh, there are a lot of personality disorders that people often don't know. Usually depression and bipolar are the only disorders that, you know, a lot of people are aware of these days. When it comes to depression, especially these days, I think depression has become a very, very overused term and they've been abusing the term. Whenever you're sad, you just say that I'm depressed. Exactly. Or uh, people say uh, that, you know, I've broken up with my boyfriend, I'm depressed. I've broken up with my girlfriend, I'm depressed. I failed an exam, I'm depressed. But that depression is completely different from what an actual depression is. Uh, these are, of course, episodes of sadness and depressive episodes which you can come outside. Like you'll sulk for a little while and then you'll be all right. Yeah. Maybe you don't eat for a few days. You just don't want to go anywhere for a few days. But depression is something that is completely different when compared to this. You cannot say that a person is depressed just by looking at their face. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes the person is all cheerful on the outside, but still the person might be you know, dying on the inside. You never know what happens. So. Depression is something that carries on for very, very long term, and uh, it is usually treated with the help of a medication, psychologists, psychiatrists, and therapy and all. And on the other hand, when it comes to bipolar disorder, bipolar disorder is something where people have like extreme bouts of episodes of either happiness or sadness, and these, uh, each of these episodes lasts for a very long time. I mean, there have been a lot of movies which try to show what bipolar is like. Like the person is either depressed for very long or uh, he's very, very happy. So during the happy phase or during the very active phase, it's called maniac phase. And then there's another phase where the person is completely depressed and he doesn't know what to do. Uh, then it's, it's like the usual depression. So bipolar is like what they say. There's a pole and your pole is apart. You're either a completely maniac or you're either completely depressed. And again, when you go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, they'll do a diagnosis and even bipolar is kind of, uh, you know, an easy challenge for doctors to treat because you can, you either go in one of those episodes, but uh, living with borderline is completely different to that because you experience a spectrum of emotions in a very, very less time. 
like uh, when it comes to borderline it probably takes you know several weeks to months but when it comes to borderline personality over only in just single day there can be a lot of emotions like maybe i'm happy right now but within 2 to 3 minutes something that you might say or something that anyone might say can tick me off and i start becoming angry and then uh, after some time maybe i start getting excited you know i never know what emotion i'm going to have in myself it's like i just become angry i become uncontrollable and when i'm happy i'm not happy i'm like elated whatever emotion i have it's like it's under a magnifying glass when other people are just sad i am like i grieve as if someone has died and when someone is just happy i'm elated and even when i love i love to the complete extent when i'm you know when i hate i hate to the complete extent. so all of these is like a roller coaster and this like you say you're just straddling on the line you can just either go this side or that side and you're not even in control of your emotions they control you so borderline is something like this and pe- and when you go to doctors as well it needs a proper test this some kind of test i have taken a new bgsfi test through which the doctor has actually told me that i have borderline oh okay so people usually don't know that uh, uh disorders like these have to be tested like i don't call them disorders but uh, the situation for personality is, challenges yeah, the yeah. challenges like these need, uh, need to be tested and they need to be approved yes. by the doctor a certified person not yes. just as you were telling depression everyone is depressed in the current society mm-hmm. yeah. anxiety is taken as yes, depression exactly yeah but again those are different things anxiety is completely different yeah things, yeah, yeah. so arika can you tell about your diagnosis and as well as your story and classic symptoms of bpd okay so basically uh, like i said uh, most of the times bipolar disorder borderline disorder can be uh, misdiagnosed to something else so when it comes to my story and like i say every single uh, you know illness every single mental illness usually has this one trigger so there is some event in your life there's some kind of trauma that happens in your life which actually starts it all yeah so for me it was something that happened in in my you know teenage years it's nothing so big you know like you know we come from a country where women are considered unsafe and this and that but my triggers were very small i had family issues and uh, then uh, you know i come from this very uh, family where they treat me like a princess and the only child and all of a sudden everything changed everything fell apart and i have lost my family as i knew it so my father who was very close to me has become little distant and my mom became very irritable and imagine you are this teenager who used to have everything you want in life and then suddenly everything goes away you know you start throwing tantrums and then you start crying you start rebelling so i think that is the first trigger that ever happened to me i mean that was not the phase when i actually got my borderline personality but that could be a part where it all started against me yeah so i became a rebel and then i started getting angry and i didn't know why i was getting angry very very easily so very small things i used to get angry and i used to shout at people and all most it was on loved ones but then that used to happen so afterwards there were a lot of other issues like uh you know uh, i've been kind of you know for talking a lot against uh, families and all you know how indian families are like mm-hmm. when they're conservative they're conservative you're not supposed to raise a word against them and all so when i used to you know stand up for myself and say something that i used to like people used to you know scold me like you're not supposed to 
say anything like this you're not supposed to be that you're not supposed to be this and i started hating it and i started getting more angry and then there has been a lot of other issues as in when i grew up uh, there's also uh, episodes of uh, you know molestation you know, you know people just kind of try to cat call you and they try to inappropriately touch you so all of those led to depression of sorts so when i was 16 the for the first time i was taken to a psychiatrist by my uh, aunt and uncle but they have never told me that he was a psychiatrist because it still going to psychiatrist in somewhere around 2009 seemed like a taboo right yeah. like you cannot go to a psychiatrist when you go they'll be like oh my god you're mental or you're mad that is the one thing that they just tell people so they just told me that they are going to take me to a normal doctor to just see about my anger but no one understood and even the doctor was not well aware i guess i was not given a test they just gave me medicines to suppress my anger and that was it so eventually when i you know was reaching towards the end of my teenage years that is when i started becoming more depressed and after my graduation i started living alone and that is when i actually have this uh, i actually got this condition called lichen planus it is an autoimmune disease uh, so it affects my uh, skin cells so my whole skin was inflamed to such an extent that i have scars on my body even today it used to itch burn and hurt usually like uh, i even though i'm dark and even though i'm on little plumpier side i i never had issues with the way i look i was more like a tomboy i used to grow up with guys and that was fine for me but for the first time in my life i couldn't look at myself in the mirror so including anger episodes uh, my self harming started to uh, begin like i started cutting myself i st- i couldn't look at myself in the mirror i used to hit myself and anger was always there even a small thing that my parents say i used to get very angry and i didn't know what to do. so for the first time you know getting over all the taboo like i want to go to the psychiatrist by myself i mean i'm old enough to know that i have to go to psychiatrist and seek help but then i had this question like what will people say if i'm going to a psychiatrist so you know getting over that itself was a very big deal i mean i had to prepare myself for so long like it's okay nothing is bad and this and that so i went to the psychiatrist for the first time i still remember stepping inside the hospital where there are a lot of young kids and even i i was really surprised about why parents are bringing their kids to the doctor because they can't concentrate on their studies that is the only reason they're taking doctor uh, like kids to the psychiatrist oh. so and i was the only one i didn't have any my parents i didn't have anyone with me and then i went i started crying i told my doctor about everything that has happened but again for the first time i was diagnosed with depression i was still not diagnosed with uh, my borderline personality so after that i started medication for depression i started taking therapy and all it was not working because of course this is something else mm-hmm. i had a lot of issues with my uh, you know emotions and so many other things and i got into a relationship at this point of time and trust me relationships with borderline personality is absolute mess because you can't deal with your own emotions let alone dealing with someone else's emotions so i used to fight and we used to and he had anxiety issues i had borderline he had anxiety so it was a very very it's like you know putting a uh, putting in some petrol and then just lighting it up it was how the relationship was like so one day it went really bad and that was the first time i decided okay i'll go to doctor again i'll see this is something else so that is the first time i was taking this test 
So unlike a lot of physical tests, you don't, uh, they don't test your blood, they don't test your urine. You just will be given a list of questions that you have to answer honestly. So based on this, uh, they categorize you uh, based on different kind of symptoms and that is how they tell you whether you have borderline or not. That was how I was diagnosed and yeah, that's that. So uh, should I continue with the symptoms as well or? Yeah, sure. Because as you were saying, um, like getting diagnosed mm. is a very crucial yes. part. Yes. Yeah. So, so usually when it comes to borderline, they say there are nine classic symptoms of borderline personality. Okay. And uh, you don't have to check with all the nine personalities. So there's all these nine. Out of these nine, if you have five, mm. then there are very high chances that you have borderline personality. So the first one is more or less you have frantic you know efforts to uh, avoid abandonment so every single person has this fear of you know losing their loved ones like it may be your parents it may be your friends it may be your lover or anyone we don't want to lose them in our lives everyone has that fear yeah. but we have it to such an extent that it also affects our very own life like we take it to certain extent that we even you know uh, try to manipulate the other person so that they won't leave us or we try to push them off the edge. So I can just give you an example. So whenever I get into new relationships or new friendships, I tend to push people away because I know that they're not going to stay. Like somewhere deep inside my head, my mind tells me they're not going to stay. You're just going to end up alone for the rest of your life. So with that, I start pushing them. I start telling them things that would hurt them. So this is kind of a test that my mind gives the other person so that I'll make sure whether they stay or not. So despite everything that I do, whether if they stay, that means I know that they're going to be back or else not. So we have all this weird and very, you know, negative ways of stopping people because we have a very, very horrible sense of abandonment. I, I mean, I'm glad that I was able to get over it uh, over a long while. It used to be really, really bad. And now I don't really have that much of fear of abandonment. And then you have splitting. So, splitting is something, uh, this is mostly, you know, this. I think, I think splitting is the most important symptom of a borderline personality disorder because for people with borderline personality disorders, there is no such thing as grey area in the world. You always say, like, whenever the area is grey, the whole world is grey, right? There's nothing as good or bad. There are always things in between. So when they say uh, with borderline personality, there's no such thing as gray area. It's just black or white. You tell me something good, you're a good person. You uh, call me names, you're a bad person. There's no middle ground. So I won't say, okay, this might be the reason he might have commented on me or this might have been the reason she said something like this. It's not like that. You compliment me, you're a good person. You don't, you're a bad person. So it's just black or white. This is how it is with all the things in life. And this is very difficult to deal with because, you know, world is not that way. World is always, world always has shades of gray. So uh, that is something that I'm learning to deal with. I'm trying to understand how, you know, other people are uh, thinking and what their thought processes are and all. And then you have unstable self-image. That is, you don't know who you really are sometimes. So what I usually think is like, sometimes I'm very confident. I know what I want to do with my life. I know where to go and all. But sometimes... Even when I look at mirror, I, I barely know whether that's me or not. So we have very disturbed sense of identity. That is another classic symptom. And impulsive behavior. 
impulsive behaviors can be anything for me impulse uh, like impulsiveness came into shopping so whenever i feel like okay i've done something good today i didn't have i was i wasn't angry as much as i wanted to so i just go and i shop like crazy so this impulsive behavior can be of you know drug abuse alcohol abuse too much of shopping too much of eating or it can also be promiscuous behavior so unfortunately a lot of people think people with bpd you know tend to go out with a lot of men or a lot of women so you know people are very much used to taking negative aspects of any disorder so in the same way even though you have a lot of impulsive behaviors a lot of uh, emphasis is given to alcohol abuse drug abuse and promiscuity and then you have suicidal tendencies or self harm that uh, is one of again uh, that is one of the most important things in borderline personality because a lot of people tend to hurt themselves and unlike depression like when you are having depression you just want to end your life you plan it you plan meticulously to end your life and all which you shouldn't do because everyone can get help if they really ask so when it comes to borderline personality it's like you have so much pain in your head like even though it's like mental pain it feels so much like physical pain that you want that to stop so you don't harm yourself to die you harm yourself to stop that mental pain that you have in your head so i'd be like a cut to my hand would stop my brain from hurting so that is what i do and uh, i i did try and you know i did try to end my life once or twice but that was also out of anger or out of pain it was not it was no such thing as okay i want to do it because i don't want to live because when i come back to my senses and when i'm not angry at all then i know that it is a wrong thing so it's like that and then we have a lot of emotional intensity like i already said before we don't feel emotions on a normal level we always feel them on a magnified level and we uh, and another symptom is chronic feelings of emptiness you always feel empty inside your mind like you don't know what you're going going to do and sometimes you just feel numb there won't be any emotion and finally i have one more which is like my main classic symptom i guess that is uncontrollable rage i get really really angry and i don't know what i do with that anger uh, i don't usually show it on strangers or people that i know normally mostly my parents and my closest friends are usually the victims of my anger but the worst part is that people only look at the anger but we also have a lot of guilt after you know coming down like we say things that we don't mean we hurt them right where you know we tell them things right where it hurts but after that there's a lot of guilt that oh, oh you know goes after that so these are different symptoms and if you take at least if you think you at least have five of them on a regular basis or something i think you should go and consult a doctor so as you were saying you have this um, um the uncontrollable rage which you usually don't show on strangers but mm -hmm. how do you deal with uh, situations wherein you you have that uh, uncontrollable anger in a very strange situation with all with the people you don't know how do you take it out how do you pull it out i mean uh, i think so uh, like usually when it comes to i don't know maybe it's kind of a blessing to me or something but when i'm usually in social settings or with people that i don't really know i tend to do i i tend not to take what they say into my heart so that is basically the main thing uh, for you know something or someone not to take me off like uh, for example if someone says something and if i'm really angry about that uh, i try to understand about how they're saying it and why they're saying it and if that doesn't work and it still that makes me angry 
I try and walk away from that situation because if I stay there, I know that all hell will break loose. So that is the only way that I can walk out from that situation. I just have to give uh, them a smile and excuse myself. So thankfully, I didn't get to that situation anytime. Uh, yeah. We hope you will not get into yes. that situation. Yeah. So let us take a short break. We'll be right back. Keep listening to Feminine Frequency Light on Threshold. Our today's episode is Walking on Eggshells, Dealing with Bipolar Disorder with Harika. And Mohit. There's a place in your heart And I know that it is love And a place that's brighter than tomorrow And if you really try You'll find there's no need to cry in our lives which we are not having in a pocket but that is not something 
that we do. This is something that we have. That that is some that is that is what people don't usually understand. And there's also another major common misconception that the people with borderline personality are manipulative. So man, manipulation comes as one of those aspects where when the patients are desperate, when when people with BPD are desperate and when they, we want to do something, we yes, like sometimes we do go to extreme measures to get those things. But that doesn't mean that we are manipulated by heart. That doesn't mean that, you know, uh, we are only, you know, bad at heart. And that doesn't mean that we, only, we, are, we, we want to get something bad out of them or we want to get something out of them. That is the reason we are, you know, doing something that is really vile or something. So manipulation doesn't come from within. Manipulation, yes, of course, happens sometimes, but that is something that happens without our knowledge. So this is one of uh, another misconception that people have, like when you read about BPD and the stories with BPD. And most of the time, these kind of things come from, you know, uh, people that have dealt with uh, other patients with BPD. Like say, for example, if you have seen someone in your family with BPD, but not up close, uh, or if you have seen uh, someone in your social circle who is always angry, you just, you know, like to label them. And you like to call them manipulative, you like to call them attention seeker, you like to call them a drama queen, but you would definitely not want to go and understand what is causing it in the first place. And uh, there's also one more misconception that we are monsters. True. Simple thing. They say that a lot of people, even doctors, refuse to take borderline patients because they think that doc these patients are kind of a pain to deal with. Like, uh, you know, we tend to, you know, turn the tables around. Like you say A, we say B. You say B, we say A. Because we always have a question to argue right around. I mean, it's easier to deal with someone with depression because uh, they are depressed and, and the doctors tend to know how their mind works. It's always working in a negative phase. And when it comes to bipolar, it's either working in a negative phase or it's either working in an extremely active phase. So once the doctor figures out which part season or which phase is in it's easier for the doctor to manage the case but when it comes to a borderline personality we are highly unpredictable so the doctor doesn't know how the patient is going to behave at what time and how he's going to respond to a particular question that we are asking that is the reason a lot of doctors in the US or even in the west uh, they refuse to take the cases and uh, when it comes to the outside the most perception of borderline people are that we are more at the end of the day people with all the emotions controllable emotions that we have inside our head that we cannot control they come out in the form of and come out in the form of extreme love they come out in the form of hate. but you have if you want what a modern person is really at heart talk to him or her when she or he is calm because that is when the person is actually for the person like we wake up with fear we 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 you never understand how it is inside inside our head if say for example you're my friend and i'm calling you and if you don't respond my mind jumps to a conclusion that oh my god she doesn't hate me she doesn't hate me she doesn't hate me we don't even get a conclusion i need you and when i don't respond my mind always jumps to negative conclusions and Try to control all the time, it's very difficult. So, of course, uh, there is a way to 
but a little more there's a lot of effort on your part. I mean, usually we say that we are not sure, uh, unlike other uh, or something. But I think you have and you have uh, many other therapies along with medication that work. Mostly, you have to be conscious. And actually, there's no such thing as okay, obesity is not will never. Something can be seen, 
they believe it. Otherwise, they just say they just throw it away as if no, it's something that you cannot deal with. So you're coming up with names for this. True. Like unfortunately, like in a world where a lot of people, uh, in a world where a lot of people believe in magic, a lot of people believe in things that are not seen, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't, uh, you know, exclusively give respect to science. This is one place that I believe that people refuse to even see what is there inside their head. So you have to, you know, try and you know give a, a lot of read. I think it's because of the lack of awareness and knowledge that people think that all this is because people cannot deal with things. Or if that is the case, then why do we have a lot of suicides and why do we have a lot of depressed people just because they can't deal with their lives? It's definitely not that because uh, I think like even though no matter how much we try, sometimes you can't even get out of bed. And that is not because we are physically or mentally incapable of doing it. That is because our body or our mind doesn't just allow us to do it. They don't coordinate. They don't coordinate, yes. Okay. Yeah. Actually, there is a common belief that... Yeah. Um, the BPD affects the people around us. Yes. Uh, I I have to say, one of the things I really, really feel bad about having BPD is not that I have BPD. It's because, uh, like, of course, I'm sad about it. But then the worst part about it is that it affects the people around me, especially the one I love. Like, one of the worst things uh, about having BPD is that you cannot maintain interpersonal relationships. Uh, like you know you get really angry and when you're angry it's fine you say like of course if I'm angry and if I say something to you it of course stays in your head and imagine you are throwing those things which hurts the other person the most like of course when someone is quiet or something like say for example uh, I'm having uh, I have a best friend and I and the best friend we're talking about everything we share everything of course right best friends do that so all this will be fine when I'm normal, but when I'm angry and when I'm when I need to say something to her, when I need to you know uh, get that anger out of me or something, I lose something that she confided in me. That I lose something that she has told me as a best friend, that she has told me because she trusted me as a weapon against her. I use that word out of spite. So of course it hurts the person, and it happened to me even with my whole family like there have been a lot of times where i said things to my parents that i really didn't mean mm-hmm. but it was just anger talking okay and it was it was just something that was completely out of my control i really wanted to say something else but something else came out of my mouth but you can never take back what you said and there was also there was there was also time where i even raised a hand up, uh, you know on my loved ones not because i wanted to just because i cannot control myself so i know that this affects the other people more than me and imagine like let alone episodes of rage let alone me shouting at them let alone me scolding them or raising a hand at them and even during all these phases where I cry uncontrollably or where I cannot do anything, where I barely get out of bed, of course, it is very difficult for our loved ones to see us like this, right? So it is very difficult for them to deal with it. And the kind, sometimes the kind of things that we say often drains them out. That is the reason, like, you know, they say people with borderline personality disorder drain the other people out. So until and unless you're completely ready about handling 
the other person you're not i think it's always better to not go closer to them like until and unless you think you're fine you can deal with it or else when the other person is having an episode it's either better to stay away or to stay there just to let them know that they are there or you're there for them true and the guilt factor yeah the guilt factor is always there like i say things and once i calm down i know that there that is something that i carry for the rest of my life like people think okay she has said some hurtful things and people hate me for that like but i alone know how i feel after that i alone know i i, I remember nights cry i remember crying in the nights i remember going and begging and telling my mom that i'm sorry but whatever i say i can never take back what i said i can never take back what i did so that is something that i have the guilt but the other person they go to men they go through a lot of pain as well so of course bpd affects the people who are like closer to you as well we are like this grenade you know we blow up uh, you know causing damage to ourselves and everyone else around us so now that you have shared your story how you have gone through all of this um uh, borderline disorder all the depression anxiety whatever it is in this so i now feel i can now recollect all those people that i have met in life whom i thought were arrogant and whom i thought was really rude harsh and uh, i didn't understand why they were behaving in such a way and i myself like living in this millennial uh, society so being a millennial myself mm-hmm. i i can call myself so i never thought of uh, changing my perspective into this we are at looking people looking at people like okay they might be going through something they might be having some disorder so when i look into my teenage days when i was doing my plus one plus two i now i can relate to people who mm-hmm. who actually went through this and i failed to recognize that mm-hmm. so yeah this actually changed the perspective of looking at people and thank you for that i'm glad i could yeah speaking about it coming out and speaking about it takes a lot of courage you were ready to tell all all that you went through that that's really inspiring and interesting most people don't tell any of their experiences related to certain matters yes. but it's really great and inspiring and motivational that you came up and you were guiding us So, I mean uh, I had a reason for this like I used to be really scared too I mean I didn't I never really wanted to tell uh, other people about what I'm going through because of again the fear of being judged the fear of being called a monster the fear of being called a bad person but then uh, I when I had nothing when I really was really uh, when I was really scared about who I am or you know with you know at a point of time you will just get to this phase where you believe that you're a bad person like even though other people might say you're a good person you'll st- you start believing you're a bad person you'll start believing that you might be a really a monster that you hurt people and all at a time like that i really had this one person who was also you know dealing with borderline for 12 years so she helped me she helped me you know tell uh, she tell, told me that you know talking helps and it is not that we are always bad people it is that it is just that our mind works that way only in some only during some times and the way that controls you is not you hmm. what you are is completely different than how you behave when you have an episode because your emotions are in control of you and you are not in control of your emotions 
So ever since I started speaking, and I'm really glad that I could help people understand uh, what borderline personality really is. And you know, when you just try to understand that other person a little better, you'll always know. I don't think every I don't think any person is bad just for the sake of being bad. Mm-hmm. There's always a reason behind what any person does anything. And it always comes from, you know, the place that they were brought up in or the place, like the kind of environment that they grew up in. There's always a reason about why a person behaves in a certain way. So only through communication can you fill any kind of gap. So um, wrapping it up all and summarizing everything, what do you have to say about bipolar disorder or borderline disorder? Yeah. Oh, that's different. Yes, that's yes. what I've learned in this yes. So what do you have to say about the borderline personality disorder? Uh, there's only one thing that I always say, like even during the end of my human library book sessions or even when I talk or even when I tell other people, like if you have someone in your life, like if you know that someone in your life is having a trouble dealing with their emotions, you know, try and encourage them. Try and encourage them to tell it out to you or go and seek support if they think that they really have some kind of problem. And borderline personality is just a personality disorder. And it is not something that you have to tag the person with. You cannot, uh, call, a, you cannot call a person bad just because they have a borderline personality. You cannot call a person monster just because they have a borderline personality. It's just simple. Due to the way that our mind works to certain situations, due to the kind of responses that we have due to certain situations, and just because our emotions control us, we have different kind of uh, responses when compared to the other people. So if you try and understand it, like a person like me is coming out, and one of the reasons why I'm very open that I have borderline personality is because I'm seeking help. Like when I'm talking to a person and when I am courageous enough to tell a person that I have borderline personality, it is it in itself is a cry asking me asking them, you know, not to judge me. Try and understand me. Like not just person with borderline, person with any other disorder. Just try and be a little empathetic and you will know like they have real issues that need to be tended to. And a lot of people, you know, uh, when I had borderline, a lot of people came up with these different weird solutions saying, you know, why don't you try meditation? You know, why don't you try yoga? There's no such thing as any kind of, you know, psychological illnesses. All psychology and all kind of psychiatrists are all crap. There is no such thing as any mental illness. Or they come up with all these kind of solutions. This will work. That will work. It's not like that. Even we have dialectic behavioral therapy and even we have cognitive behavioral therapy. We know that mindfulness works, but there is a need for medication too. And for people who say that there is no such thing as psychological illness, maybe you should learn more. Maybe you should you know, be aware of it more because there are a lot of things and a lot of people out there who are suffering with all kinds of personality disorders and other kinds of psychological illnesses, which are as important as any kind of physical ailment. So they say like a healthy body and a healthy mind, both of them are important. But until and unless the other person understands whether whether a patient, whether a person is like physically and mentally fit or not, only then, you know, I think the world will actually go better. So when it comes to borderline personality, all I would like to tell to people is 
first things first be aware of it and like you learned and i would i think uh, many of other people have learned bipolar and borderline are different things so you know try and you know learn try and learn so that you will understand what the difference between these two are and if a person is coming to you for help try to understand and listen to them and do not you know say things do, do not say certain things like okay you you should try this you should try that and do not try and throw everything on that borderline personality i do have people you know when i say a normal word okay when i give my opinion they're like this is your borderline phase right this is your borderline episode right it is not it it gives us a borderline episode when you tell me that you it is is it a borderline that gives me an episode so you know try and you know understand and when if i'm really having an episode it's better not to bring that up at that point of time at that point of time it's either better to sit down by my side hold my hand or give me a hug or just leave me if you cannot do any of the any of that just leave me and come back later because i'll be fine within a little while so that is something that i really want to say to you true as you were saying um, people misconceive that even when you're not in that phase mm. even when the when mm. uh, not uh, the trigger is not on mm. they feel that you you're constantly in yes. that uh, yes. phase and they misconceive about that and yeah people need to deal with that people yeah. need to be more empathetic towards that and as you told awareness is also very important mm. yes actually thanks for this because there are many people as you said there misconception going on yes. as you said they are sad but they think sadness is this depression yes so thanks that that as if we want to counsel others rather yes. than saying that try this or try that yes. we can say as you said that we listen to them yes. and we give them maybe yeah does it listening really really helps i mean i uh, do a lot of life coaching as well so when i talk to people as a life coach i don't give them suggestions i'll definitely not give them suggestions even the coach is there in the name i just listen to them and i try and empathize with them and i try to sympathize with them and i make them understand okay this is your problem these are your solutions so i'll help them find a solution on their own so i think for any kind of trouble whatever you're going through i think if you really want to get things done the thing is communication and awareness are really really important once you have those everything else will fall in line true true yeah that was wonderful talking to you harika and we we had a very very new perspective on looking at people on being more empathetic towards people and as you told sympathetic as well because that as you told listening really helps not just for uh, the borderline personality disorder but anything anything a person yes. feels listening really helps and i i have seen it working so it was wonderful having you on this show and uh, thank you for throwing us uh, throwing the light on what uh, borderline personality disorder is and thank you for taking us through your journey and it was really inspiring and we are really uh, happy that you we got a chance to share the story on live with you yeah. thank you for having me on the show you know i'm really glad that i could tell something that yeah. i could help people understand what it is about definitely definitely so yeah um that is it for this this week's episode uh, feminine frequencies light on threshold walking on eggshells dealing with borderline personality disorder uh, we'll be back with with another interesting and interesting and inspiring uh, 
talk the next week. Until then, have a good weekend. Bye.